Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I actually, I'll, I'll bring this question to the conversation. It'll be a nice segue that I guess I won't bring to the conversation because I can't find it. But I know what the question was, so apologies for not being able to give uh, proper notice uh, to the person who asked it. But here it is. It's William. Think Fox could get most improved player? Uh, No. The reason Fox can't get most improved player is his numbers are virtually exactly the same. (laughs) I was just about to say, aren't his numbers possibly down? (laughs) No, I think they're up. No, they're up. They're up? Yeah, points up, assists up. It's just, it's, it's 23 to 25. You don't get most improved for that. Right. Like you have to go from like 12 to 25. You have to go from 15 to 25. You have to make that that big jump. And I understand what William is saying. Like he looks like a significantly better player mm-hmm. uh, this year when the fact is his numbers over the last – I mean this is the second time in three years he's averaged 25.2 points per game. Mm. It just looks a lot different mm-hmm. right now, which leads us to the conversation I've – for some reason have been teasing for two hours. Mike Brown should be the runaway winner for coach of the year. Mm -hmm. If you told me, Hey, I think Joe Mazzola has an argument. I'd I'd absolutely agree. There's plenty of people who have an argument. He has it. I I don't know that there are. I think there's Uh, one. uh, Mike Malone has an argument. Okay. Uh, Coach Bud has an argument. When Sean Cunningham Not a talking, good one. When, John, when Sean Cunningham was talking about it on the Kings beat, like I understood what he was saying. It's still not enough for me to that's pick That's not how Coach of the Year ground. works. That's, rare, I mean, I, I, that's rarely how Coach of the Year works. Yeah. Certainly not how it worked in the NFL this year. I don't think it works like that in the NBA very often. Mm-hmm. You normally get your first one, which, which like, I don't think Mike Bootenholzer is going to win like Coach of the Year. Um, he shouldn't. I don't that think Mike Malone is going to win Coach of the Year. He shouldn't. Joe Mazzola, though, this is his first go, and I don't know how people look at what he's done because obviously he's got a, you know, he's got a treasure trove mm-hmm. in terms of talent. But I don't think it's as simple as well. He has a bunch of talent, so he can't win Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. He stepped into a difficult situation with a team that has Finals aspirations, and here we are in March. This team very much. It still has finals aspirations. It's one of the top teams in the league. It's probably the second team, second best team in the league. Mm. Um, you can make a case for them being the best team in the league, though. Right now, it feels like that that that's firmly in Milwaukee's hands. But 
Mike Brown is 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 coach of the year. I don't know how they're measuring this Jerry West thing, this Jerry West trophy, yeah. this clutch player of the year award. If it's strictly numbers, again, De'Aaron Fox is the runaway winner of this award. Which brings us to executive of the year. Mm. Who outside of Monty McNair could truly be in the conversation? He asks, knowing he's going to answer his own question. (laughs) Are people going to make a case if the Lakers make the playoffs for Rob Palenka? What? (laughs) I understand. Look, but it's the Lakers. Are going to make a case? Yes, they'll make a case. Okay. Will I close that case immediately? Yes, I will close that case immediately. Okay. How about your boy, Scott Perry? Well, there will be a case made there. I, I think there's a strong case there. Yeah, it's a good case there. They won. They got their 40th win of the season yesterday. They did. And I, I don't. I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one. But I. I think Mike Gansey at Cleveland deserves uh I think he has a case too uh, I, he's, he's got a case I, I think it's behind virtually everybody else really yeah. I would have put him second I think I would put him above Scott Perry I'd go Monty McNair first uh, Mike second and I, and Scott Perry third you, you got a point because um you know you 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 feel like the Cavs had a playoff season last year. They didn't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And now they make a big trade, get Dave, Donovan Mitchell, and they're the four seed, the top four seed in the East. So I think that's probably what like kind of messes with me is it like it feels like they had a playoff season last year. They didn't. They didn't yeah. make the playoffs, and they bounced back, made some moves, and now they're one of the top four teams. So that's a, that's a good call by you. Uh, I don't know if I'd go above Scott Perry, though. I don't remember if Mike or Kobe Altman was the GM last year because Kobe Altman's the president or however their power structure works. He took the position above general manager, and I can't remember if who like really because even if you factored in last year, if Mike was the GM, if he helped put if he put that team together, like he he deserves credit for that in my opinion. And then obviously the Donovan Mitchell trade has has been massive for them with them sitting at 43 and 27 this year. Uh, but then you get to Monty McNair and the drafting of Keegan Murray. You, if, if, if we're going to go back and look at what Cleveland did last year, you go back and you look at the acquisition of DeMontis Sabonis. The, the, the hate, the vitriol that you took for trading Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Na- mostly nationally, a little less locally, but mostly nationally, even some locally. Mm-hmm. But you, you take that into it. Then you factor in Malik and Kevin Herter and 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 Keegan Murray. You factor all of that in, yeah. and you wind up with the and, and the hiring of Mike Brown, who's the coach of the year. Yeah. All you of those things are on Monty McNair's resume. Yeah, you went out and got him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's I think three awards. Yeah. That's three postseason awards for the Sacramento Kings. I agree. I'm are they going to let that happen? Is that in the script? Will the NBA allow this to happen? I think it, I think the one that might not happen would be executive of the year. I think they'll find Scott Perry or somebody else to give it to. I think coach and and clutch player. I want to say they're sewn up, but I think those are you got a really good chance of getting those. I think to answer your question, will they let it happen? 
that third one is going to be the tough one. We welcome in our 1320 Kings insider and creator of the Kings beat, James Ham. James, what do you think about this conversation that we're having? Three postseason awards for the Sacramento Kings. Okay, so Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year. And Clutch was... Player of the Year. I'm not, it's the Jerry West Trophy. I don't know exactly what it's called. Yeah. It's Clutch Player of the Year. But that's the, it's the Aaron Fox. Yeah, I think the, the one guy who's going to have a little bit of trouble is probably McNair. Like, really? I, I, I think, like, if you look at, like, do I think he deserves it? Yeah. I mean, you put together something that no one else has been able to. Like, look at the roster turnover in the last three years. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Three guys are left from the roster he inherited. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm thinking it's going to be hard. Are for they him really going to have three yeah. kings represented in this this time, this postseason they, award? They absolutely could, though. They could. Like, it's, it's not off base. And if you want to be honest with them, be frank, they probably should. Like, the, the candidates that you laid out for executive of the year, I think Monty McNair deserves – the, the award over all those other candidates. But like you said, are they, are they going to really make this the Sacramento Kings show? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if they're going to do that. You combine that with the fact that I know it was a discussion on the Kings beat about a week ago or whatever, but I – De'Aaron Fox, man, he's, I think he should be All-NBA. And Sabonis <clears throat> better be All-NBA. So now you're getting two All-NBA players with three postseason awards – uh, it doesn't for seem a like team real that's life. second in the Western Conference, though. It's not like they're a bad basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like we just had this discussion. James, curious your thoughts on this too. This is a top five team in the NBA right now. Yeah, the way they're playing, it's absolutely. I'd crazy. argue they're a top five NBA team on the season. Yeah, which was the discussion. I mean, we could we could break it down to post All Star break. They're the best team in the NBA post All Star break. But when you look at the total package, it's one of the best teams in the NBA this season. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because we've watched it like start, you know, from start to finish, like where they are right now, and you never wanted to like buy in one hundred percent. Sure, you can buy into the fun, into the lighting of the beam, into the positivity and all that stuff, but as far as like playoffs and everything else, you know, like I was at practice today. I asked Aaron Fox because he he brought up that we're playing a title contention team tonight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, they're a title contention team. Who are you? Like, what are you guys? And he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't <laughs> know how to put them in, in the proper context. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's interesting to, like, watch even, like, the wheels turning. Like, they don't want to put a cap on who they can be, but they also are realistic. Like, this is something that's, like, it's not unprecedented that a team has done this. But it's unprecedented that a team in Sacramento has done this. Yeah, Phoenix did it a couple of years ago. They can absolutely do what Phoenix did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's interesting. But, you know, uh, we still need to see it play out. We we still need to see if they are a number two or a number three. You know, I don't think they'll be a number four at this point because just they're four games Mm -hmm. ahead uh, in the loss column with 16 games left. So, yeah, I I think that they're, they're in a pretty safe spot. But I also like you start looking at second round matchups. You're like, okay, I don't mind Memphis if mm-hmm. somehow. You, and the fact that we could talk about second round matchups that the Kings could possibly be, not just in the, like host a playoff series, but be in the second round. Yeah. That's pretty crazy too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, you talk about that that possible pathway, and you know, you're like, wow, they can they can definitely get that done. Um, what do you guys think about the All NBA thing? 
because I know, like I said, I know you guys had a discussion about it. Uh, Simmons, for you know, an expanded amount of time yesterday, was saying like, I think Fox has to be on one of those top three All NBA teams. They are all in agreement. Everybody's in agreement. Savonis has to be on there. But Fox, I mean, you combine the combination of his play and things like Steph Curry being out for a long time. I know they talked about Dame Lillard, who I think should be on. Oh, Dame should Lillard, be all I think NBA. is a lock. But I mean that that so Dame and SGA. Well, a, that, that's a great question. You getting, you're getting yeah, that's a two that's bottom a great dwellers yep. on here on the All NBA over a guy who's putting up close to the same numbers and has the the second or third best team in the in the Western Conference. I think when you when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, John Morant. Now you're getting in a games played situation with him. Kyrie Irving, same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Steph, Steph, like, and and I'd be, you know, there's probably an argument if Steph plays the rest of the season. I know there was a report this morning about a threshold that you have to reach for for these mm-hmm. type of honors. Um, They're trying to instill that. Yeah, there that has well install it. It has not been like that's right. not something that is part of the CBA now. But yeah, um, but the, 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 yeah, that's a conversation with a lot of guys. If Steph plays the rest of the year, that probably puts him at fifty five, four, five. Is that yeah. enough? I don't know. Because Steph, know Steph would that. be a lock. So like, you'd go. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just what's the number? Steph, Steph, Dame, for and you can mix it up for a second team, whatever. Steph, Dame, Donovan. Yeah. Donovan, you're, I you're think Luca. I think Donovan's a lock too. We can put Luca on there, although I, I guess they classify as him a guard. But yeah. So if you look at the top, okay. So Fox is twelfth in the league in scoring right now. Um, so you can take out Embiid, you can take out Giannis and Tatum, uh, who are not guards. Um, Jalen Brown, it's questionable whether he's a guard or small forward. Um, so mm. you know that that. Then we're looking at like Luca's number two in the league in scoring. He's a lock for he's a lock. He's locked mm-hmm. for first team All NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame is number is number three in the league in scoring, followed by Shea. I don't think uh, Shea Gilgis gets in. Yeah, Shea's yeah. the well. Yeah. So Shea's the one who frustrates me in in mm-hmm. in this. Like mm-hmm. Shea's the one where because I think that's a good point. Dame and Shea both like if they like what if they both miss the play in? Right. That which actually might not even be statistically possible oh no it's possible yeah, yeah it is i mean poor oh game. it absolutely is poor yeah of course yeah. it is my bad seven um, through 12 are separated by a game yeah i mean so That's wild. you have two teams that didn't qualify for the play-in but they have two of the top 15 players in the league that's oh. tough for me okay but so- dame i'll get like i can't deny like mm-hmm. dame is like yeah. putting up historic numbers right now. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd go, I, I'd, I'd have to go Dame over Shea, and that's not a knock on Shea. It's just at some point winning has to count for something. And even with that, let's just say they both, the argument's sake, they both get in. Um, then you're talking Donovan Mitchell, and then there's still one open slot for like Ja, Kyrie, and Fox. Ja, Kyrie. Uh, I think we just take Trey Young and shoot him into outer space in this conversation. I'm perfect. I, you could just you could shoot him into outer space. Period. I think uh, Jalen Brown, whether he's considered a, a forward or a guard, um, it, he's averaging more per game than Fox, and he's on the you know one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. And then Fox at number twelve. I think we can just look at 
there's nine guards, and then you have to wonder whether or not they're going to give Steph the nod. Mm-hmm. And so that would be 10. And so he's got to be in the top six of those. And so can we wipe out four on the list? I mean, we can clearly take out Trey. We can take out Jaw, I believe, from this conversation. And I think we can probably take out either Shea or Dame. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, you know another sneaky one is we just find awards to give to Sacramento Kings all the time. I think Fox should be all-NBA defensive team. Probably, it'd probably be mm. second because Drew would be first. Mm. But I think De'Aaron Fox should get consideration for that. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Oh. oh. I don't think you're going to like that breaking glass. Oh, no. <laughs> the 49ers have found their quarterback. <laughs> Sam Darnold <laughs> is joining the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, Young Zell, Sam Darnold, baby. Let's go. Sam Darnold has signed a one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. I ain't mad at that. We're just getting started. James Hamm is with us. He ain't the starter. We'll we'll talk much more uh, about the Sacramento Kings. We'll touch on the tournament. Other things happening in NFL free agency as well as D'Lo and KC. Brought to you by Sky River Casino. Sky's the limit at Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Yo, what is your boy doing? <laughs> what is he doing? Yo, Kenny's a special dude, man. Dude just took off right Kenny, before Kenny we come back from break to bring food. He just, he just, he was like, "I'll be right back," and just left. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to get a nap. Too much. <laughs> Kenny over here eating. They got French fries at ninety eight Rock. Shout out to uh, uh, Bailey and Nelson and Nikki D. They're starting yeah, their new is. show today. They they, they brought in Chick Fil A for everybody, and Kenny was just like, "I'm gone." I'm go, I'm I a, didn't get the Chick-fil-A I'm, yet. I'm, I'm, Chick-fil-A I'm a, is coming off. I'm going to step out. But, uh, I mean, my, my man James Ham, he, man, he's always looking out, man. Yeah, he's he always looking out. 
Me take uh, care of you. Kenny's one of those guys that likes to eat. I know. Yeah, I like to eat myself. I got a snack, you Kenny, know. In, in, I don't, ironically enough, I don't eat that much during the day. I do snack. Do you see all the people in the chatty house? They know exactly all of my references from Better Off Dead. And the reason why I was saying, because I brought him a French dip and then French fries, is they have a, a French foreign exchange student. So the mom decides to make everything for dinner French. <laughs> Front, but she says French, French fries, French dressing. Yeah. I love how excited you are about this reference. <laughs> Let's get uh, Sean in here, 916-909-1320. What's happening, Sean? Yo, long time no speak. My, My brother. What's good, man? My man Hammer in the building. Hey, it's a blessing to be on with all three, man. It's the lucky trifecta right here, fellas. How y'all living? <laughs> we good, baby. Kings got 40 wins, man. There's still 16 games left. It's all and good right taking now. taking over Sky River in my neck of the woods. Hey, you pulling up? KC Compound. You, you, hey, I'm better you, you than pulling cool, up, man. Where you at? If, if y'all could get some of them Sacktown splashes or get the uh, the Violet Fog on Jug real quick, make it a little special since y'all blessing the building. You know I'm about to buy out the whole bar. Let's do it, big dog. Man, you, so you you in the building? You confirmed? You coming? Hey, I'm going to have to pass it through. Uh, you already know the wife got to give that a green pass. Well, but once I, I get that permission, you got to check in first. That's nicely. Right. Uh, yeah. Tell her we, we we hanging out. We're doing the show live. I'm still Come not through. confirmed for uh, tournament games on Saturday. That's I got to right. I got to talk. There you go. I'm gonna have to slide in y'all DMs to uh, get y'all blessings for the, uh, for the wife, so she know it's official. I'm not sliding <laughs> somewhere else. But um, I got you. Hey man, I, I had to call in because y'all asked the question the last hour. Are the Kings a top five team in the NBA? Why not? I mean, with everything going on in the East right now, they might have better records, but they certainly don't have the same level of competition. Mm -hmm. And with everything seeming to fall in place in the West, and I hate to say it, the injuries are definitely going to help us as time goes on. I I don't see no other reason why. And you know i got to ask you all one of them crazy questions, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you all had to compare or name a rap song that relates to the Sacramento Kings, brings up the Sacramento Kings when you all name it, what would it be? Mine would be Freeway what we do and mostly because no matter what we do and no matter how much we grinding i feel like they go back to the bench and all mike says is keep going <laughs> okay that's a good question there's so many songs in my head i can't even list one i can't grind in i can't list one either and it's not because there are too many songs <laughs> in my head <laughs> james just keeps better off dead quotes stocked in his head and we keep uh, That's right. We keep records. I mean, we could always hit him with the public service announcement. Allow me to reintroduce mm. myself. My name is Kings. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I have to give that one some thought. That's a, that's a, that's a good. Oh, Miles says you might be right. Like the beam is what I think. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> Young Zell, no doubt. Like the beam. Like the beam. What a stroke of genius by the guy. Uh, my it's goodness. Incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> incredible. My goodness. Gave your team an identity, a moniker. Yep. That just goes throughout the league. It's, Literally created the happiest place on earth. It, it really did. This it, it's it's um it would be a great story regardless, but it's even better with the beam because you got something to identify yourself with to the media. It's not just oh guess what the Kings are good. It's oh light the beam. Yeah. They're lighting the beam in Sacramento. Like it just adds an extra bit of identity to what you got going on and character to your to your season. It's Perfect. And just a footnote, because it's ESPN that has the Western Conference Finals, when Stephen A. and whoever else is on that, y'all can't uh-huh. light the beam. Y'all don't get to press that button. We, we, we're putting it out there right now. Bad y'all weekend. don't get to press the button. B- bad weekend for Stephen A. It, it, did, you see, did you see Stephen A.? 
what, what, how did he do something on the weekend? Yeah, I guess he did an interview or whatever. And I, I don't know if he did it. What did he do now? So he, uh, he talked about, it was on awful announcing and he talked about that interaction with him and Jay Williams a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I was surprised and I was hurt that Jay would call me out like that on my show. And he was like, yeah, it was just, it was, I was taken aback by that. I wasn't ready. Yada, yada, yada. And I guess in the same interview, he goes, it's very personal between me and Kyrie Irving. And I'm going to leave it at that. He knows what I'm talking about. And his dad knows what I'm talking about. In that clip with Jay Williams, Jay yeah. says, it seems personal with you. Yep. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, bad, bad week. Bad weekend for Stephen A. Your boy, they're, they're piling up. Mm. Bad it's, weekends, bad weekdays. They're, they're mm. piling up for your boy. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, can we touch on a couple of just really quick things before we get back uh, to the Sacramento Kings? Uh, thrilled that James is hanging out with us uh, here on this game day. Sacramento Kings take on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Uh, Sac State uh, will yeah. play in the NCAA tournament Let's uh, go. for the first time ever. They'll take on UCLA on Saturday. Number 13. They didn't even get like a 15 or a 16. 13, show some respect. They got the 13. They deserve that too. They can get UCLA. UCLA I haven't seen UCLA play. I haven't seen them play. They have flaws. They could could, could get UCLA. They got to be on point. That's crazy. It's going to be at Pauly. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be at Pauly. That's going to be crazy. They got the late, late, late game, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's, it's a hell of a Saturday night for your boy. Mm. Um, it's, it's the <laughs> I think we got a we got a do we got a Kings game that night? We got a Kings game that night. And they play on Saturday. I think so. Don't they play? They might, but they'd be on the road. I think. No, they're on Was- the road. Washington. I think it's Washington. It is in fact Washington. Who uh, do they finish that trip with? Duke and Iona. Because isn't a Utah on the road? Utah and on Utah Monday. Back here on Saturday or something. Yeah, it's Utah on Monday and then the Celtics at home on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. at Utah and then versus Boston. Uh, but, yeah, Sac State has a, a, a Saturday night game against UCLA. Oh, that's going to be popping. Yes, indeed. That's going to be uh, y'all, y'all, y'all might need to go to Sky River and watch that one. On you the, might have to. <laughs> you know I mean? you might have to. You could be there uh, all tournament long for sure. Uh, this is South Carolina's tournament to lose. Um, mm. And they don't lose. You, it shows in their record. You know uh, they you don't know, lose. One of the um, this is going to be one of the first times that, and I'm being fully transparent here. Let me one of the first times I watched the women's tournament from start to end, and I've talked okay. to you about it before, right? Like the first two rounds, I would always jump in at the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, normally you don't need because the first two rounds was just mm-hmm. a, a massacre. South Carolina is going to beat someone by like seventy. They will. Points. That that won't yeah. change. Yeah, but I really feel like. And I've talked to you about this the last every year, but in the last three, four, five years, the talent level all around women's college basketball has been going up, up, and up. And we're we're sitting here talking about Sac State, yeah, playing UCLA, saying uh, that's skittable. Like yeah. they have the no, talent to be them. able to do that, and that is something that I think is great for the game. And somebody like myself, like. I'm tapping into the first two rounds now because we're going to see – it may not be upsets, but we're going to see – I think we're going to see good games. It's not going to be 40-point blowouts in every single game. So uh, I can't I can't wait for the tournament to start, man. It's going to be some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, Vitek, and Indiana along Vitek, with Stanford. Girls all the top seeds. Vitek, that little lefty with the curly hair, she'd be handling the So rock. I'm curious where you go with this. 
Alabama, the number one top seed or the number one seed, uh, top seed on on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bama, Kansas, Houston, Purdue. Those are the other number ones. I, I d- d- just have fun with your bracket. I have no idea what this tournament looks like. Hey, D-Lo and KC Tournament Challenge coming up. I'm putting it together. You can get in if you want to. Uh, you're not winning nothing. Just like the last two people didn't win anything. But you, you can have bragging rights. And don't text me about joining your tournament challenge because the answer is no. I'm not wasting my money to join your stupid challenge. I'm bad at this, too. Yeah, it's yeah. just it just it's just give the just give the money to Jennifer and HR who's going to win because she doesn't care anything about this and she just picks teams and wins. That's what happens in these stupid pools. But but we're the smart asses who think we know everything and go, "Oh, they could get got." I'm winning. I went down a rabbit hole this weekend with Alabama mm-hmm. watching that SEC championship. And you said uh, like an hour ago you have something to say about this, and I'm curious as to what it is. <laughs> so I did the same thing. It was, I've seen Alabama play a couple of times. We went this down year. the same rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were. Well, I was, I was, I went into the loft this weekend because there was so much on. Like mm-hmm. had two screens popping off. Yeah, you, uh, and the only place uh, better than 32 Brew Street to watch games is Kenny's house. He has just as many TVs. Wow. Uh, it's 32 Bruce Street, screens. Sky River Casino. I got screens. I got laptops. I got, I got um, you know, iPads. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got the two screens, too. It was popping off. Mm-hmm. SEC tournament was on there heavy. Yeah. That was the first time I really watched Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. That kid is bad. He yeah, is he is. Bad. And I don't know. I don't know what happens with this situation, if anything, moving forward. I said what I said earlier where I don't know what you could have done if you were Alabama or whatever. Well, I know what you could have done, but what would have been right to do. It just didn't feel like he should have been playing in that moment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even saying, like, get rid of him for the season or anything. But in that moment, at that particular time, it didn't feel like he should be out there on the court. Mm-hmm. They kept him out there. He's doing whatever. And then you were talking about how um, the NBA executives were saying like it didn't change their status or anything like that. I, I mean, it should give you some kind of pause. At the very least, decision-making <clears throat> should give you some kind of pause. But this was the first time I really watched him play. He is a – he's the best player I've seen in college basketball mm-hmm. easily. He is really, really good. He's a special player. He's, I had seen a couple mocks. He's third behind Victor and Scoot. And damn, he's good. I hadn't really seen him play at length the way I did this weekend, and he he's got it all. Yeah, he's third or fourth. It just really depends on the off court stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. I, I don't people who say they don't have a problem with the stuff that happened at how this point. Not? You know, I mean, they're going to have a problem. So well, yeah. So here's here's what I did because I've watched Alabama. I've been intrigued by this young man for a while, mm-hmm. and then this story made it. So I've probably watched – the, the, the two teams that I could feel like I could tell you something about are Alabama and Houston. Mm. And I don't – I've had I've had this, like, infatuation with Houston for, like, a couple of years mm. now. It's cool little stories. Um, it, Damn, Marcus Sasser. It, well yeah, I know. but And, and that's, that's what gives me pause about them winning the whole thing is, is, is Marcus Sasser being injured. But with Brandon Miller – 
I read, so I, I went down a rabbit hole of reading about his legal issue and everything that, you know, what went on, what happened, what the timeline was, the, 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 you know, no charges were ever filed. And, you know, we kind of had the same opinion on the situation, and you just outlined it a second ago, and that it didn't feel like he should be playing. And I looked at this like, if he wasn't a basketball player, he wouldn't be in jail. Obviously, he is a basketball player. He's not in jail. Like, they, there's, there's no char- there was nothing presented against him. Mm-hmm. But he's a basketball player, so he's known. So he's the biggest name attached to this. Mm-hmm. And I said after the pat-down intro, if you're an NBA general man- manager, you have to question this young man's judgment. And right now, so far, what he's shown is terribly poor judgment. Mm. The poor judgment resulted in someone being killed. Mm. Not by him. But that's what it resulted in. Mm-hmm. And what I got hung up on is, and I don't have this is I don't have an answer for this. This 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 isn't like a statement. Like, how do you he's what, 20, 19? Yeah. Like, how do you if you're an NBA general manager and you were talking three in a loaded draft, mm-hmm. how do you do you believe that this young man's judgment at nineteen is going to be his judgment? At 22 or mm. 24. Mm. And because if you're drafting him at three, you're not thinking about a rookie contract. You're start you're starting to think about the contract after and the contract after. You're drafting him that high. You're expecting him to be a part of your team for a long time. Yeah. And I just kept like reading these articles over and over and over again. Like, I don't know how to feel about this kid. Yeah. Um, the situation, the entire situation is terribly tragic. He is a part of it, but not the main part. Right, you you, right, you know, yeah. and, and that's the part that I can't reconcile is how do you assign? I, I feel like to assign the blame to one person is relatively easy in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we don't know everything. I don't I don't know. Right. I just I got really hung up. Same as you watching him and watching his talent and then reading through those stories again, going, this kid, has, he's got some things that he has to fix, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know how to judge him right now. And I don't know if I'm an NBA general manager, how I look at this. Because mm. you can't believe that this kid is going to have the same. You you have to hope right. that this kid isn't going to have the same judgment at 19 or 20 in a college atmosphere that he would at 22, 23 in a professional atmosphere. Right. There is a lot that goes into the interview process. And I know some people like weird questions sneak out all the time. The teams ask players and players have you know like it it sounds weird some of the questions that these guys get asked but this is like a 40 million dollar investment for the third or fourth pick Mm -hmm. i mean that's just like the initial investment and you're hoping that that investment will basically increase the value of your franchise by 100 or 200 million Mm -hmm. and then you keep paying them and they and the value of your franchise keeps going up as he as they elevate and become better and better players. So it's a big deal. Like I, I know like in previous drafts, there was a player that that plummeted that I heard the executives that met with the player uh, thought that he was racist. Like that was the vibe they got off the player mm-hmm. and we're like, oh yeah, well, I, well, we won't touch that kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are players that come in that, you know, a guy like Hassan Whiteside who 
all of a sudden during the draft process, there's like, oh, what what medications are he are he is he on? Excuse me, and he goes from like a potential top ten pick to the second round, hmm. and so a lot goes into it. And I think right now with the jaw situation, you're going to have to start. Uh, teams are going to look closer and closer at some of these situations hmm. and go, okay, how do we avoid that? Because we don't want that. And, you know, sometimes it's just one a one-time mistake, but there's there's other times where it's a trend. and Or, you know, you interview, it's just so, like, in the draft process, they don't just interview the player. They interview his high school coach. They interview his AAU coach. They send somebody to the school to talk to a couple of guys that work on the training staff. They talk to his teammates. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a process that they get as much information as possible about each of these individual players. It's not just looking at a draft board and and figuring out height and weight and, and athleticism and wingspan and all that stuff. There's so much more that goes into it. And, you know, can they be good citizens? Because that's such a huge investment. A top three pick, it, like you knew with Keegan Murray, you knew exactly what you were getting, not just with him as a player, him as a person, him as a personality. Like, talk about a track record that goes back, like, uh, since he was young of all of the things that he's done right. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean that, like, you couldn't have found someone else that was there. But, like, all of this plays into who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're rating a player and you're, you're trying to come up with how does he fit into your franchise, a lot of it does come down to that mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, you know, when we talk about – when we were talking about it that week and stories came out about um, – GM saying, nope, doesn't affect his draft status at all, doesn't affect how I view him at all. Yeah. I know me personally, <clears throat> I, I I believe I came on the radio. I don't know if it was on the radio or private conversation. I was like, really? Like, that's how you guys really? No but way. At the same, but at the same time, I had to take a step back and say, look, man, these guys, it's easy for us to be like, or fans to be like, no, I wouldn't touch that guy, da, da, da. These guys' livelihoods is on the line. Their job is on the line. And they're not going to get an extension. Better, just keeping it real, they're not going to get an extension if their team is garbage, but all of them stayed out of the the public eye for for bad stuff, right? Like if they were all choir boys and they were 15 and 60 for three straight years, they're not going to get an extension. So it's easy for me where it's not my job and it's not my livelihood to be like, I wouldn't touch that guy. When if it's like, hey, your job depends on wins and losses. And are you going to take – and that's not even like guaranteeing Brandon Miller or anybody mm-hmm. gets in trouble. It just is a little bit of a risk, right? And you say, are you willing to take that risk to possibly keep your job and get an extension and continue to be in, in this in this profession? I think probably, like you just said, a hundred out of a hundred GMs probably would say, "Yeah, I'll take that chance." I know. I, I had a conversation with somebody who they told me that, like during the draft process, they went to one of the the <clears throat> prospects, pulled them aside, and said, "I'm just going to tell you right now, I would never. We, you're not going to fit into the range where we're drafting. I would never, ever, ever draft you, and I will never have you on my team. Mm. And like, I hope you take that to heart, but." I watch you through this process and I wouldn't touch you with a 10 foot pole. And Mm -hmm. I hope that that like, whatever that means to you, just know that 
if I'm on that team, you're not coming to it. Mm. And the player came back later and told that person that made a world of difference to me to know that there was someone out there that thought that of me was like, Oh, okay. I guess my behavior is not okay. Hmm. And I guess what I'm doing here is not okay, but that's the problem. We're talking about 18, 19, 20 year old kids. Like there's a lot that goes into all of this. It's crazy. Like the deeper you get into the draft world, the darker and weirder it gets Hmm. and the stuff that you hear and the, like the misdirections and all that stuff, it's there's a lot of crazy stuff that you hear throughout the draft process. But well, the stakes are so high, especially when you're talking, yeah, top three, four, mm-hmm. five, six picks, and obviously Brandon Miller is he's is a franchise changing. He he's 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 really good, right. um, and it's unfortunate for him. Well, he put himself in 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 that situation. It's yeah. unfortunate for his teammates at Alabama because they're really good. Yeah, Bama's a really good basketball team and that's my pick to win it all it's difficult to tell their story without talking about right. his story um, and and the other thing about that too is and this is why we say it just kind of feels like he shouldn't have been playing at least for a little while is because from everything that i've read and you probably did a deeper dive than i the details of him and his involvement are still they still vary. Little, yeah, they're very, which off, is right? super concerning. Yeah, yeah, they're off and they're not consistent. Right. It all depends on. I was trying to stay in the Alabama area because I figure, like, if anyone knows, they know. Mm-hmm. But the police report, the, the 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 police portion of it, is the part that confuses me because mm-hmm. it again it it like you said it all doesn't line up perfectly. Um, hopefully it it doesn't. Hopefully his involvement isn't greater mm-hmm. than what's been reported. It doesn't sound like it. And there's right. literally no in, there's no right. indication at all that it has. Um, is Ramsey still there? Let's get Ramsey in here, 916-909-1320. We're going to get back to the Kings. Obviously, we've got a huge game tonight uh, at the Golden One Center. Ramsey, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just enjoying the, the brackets, the tournament. I haven't started my women's one yet, but like you said, it's almost South Carolina's to lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did do my men's one last night, and Kenny, I don't have Alabama. Mm, I had a I feeling. I don't think I that. do either. I got Marquette. Oh my! Oh, okay. That's how you feel. Shaka Smart winning the chip. Shaka. Shaka got them boys playing. I mean, they're not a two seed for no reason. I don't like Purdue as a one. I definitely don't like Kansas as a one seed. And that, that West, to me, I think that that's going to be a free-for-all. I almost had St. Mary's and Gonzaga meeting up for the fourth time in the Elite Eight. Oh, my. That's how crazy I think that bracket's going to get. But we'll see. Yeah, I feel you. I love, Ramsey wear, I feel like Ramsey wearing the same thing every time I see him. Like, <laughs> Ramsey got a uniform that when we're walking around at the Golden One Center, I could, hey, that's Ramsey. Ramsey said, see, man, I'm just doing what I hey, do Ramsey's just living his life, man, out there enjoying basketball. <laughs> and he'd be everywhere. Oh, Ramsey, he, let me get a dollar. Ramsey he'd got like – everywhere. Ramsey won't admit He got like season tickets or something. Like, he, he he's there every time. Um, Kyrie, Luca, out tonight versus the Grizzlies. Hmm. We will come back. Uh, We'll talk more about uh, the Sacramento Kings uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Anxious to get James' thoughts on uh, Kessler Edwards' performance uh, this weekend as well. Anxious to get your thoughts on the Phoenix game overall. And we'll do that when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leaders. Stilo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino on ESPN 1320. 
Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. That's tremendous. D-Lo Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino. We hope to see you this Friday uh, when we are looking live uh, from 32 Bruce Street inside Sky River Casino. Um, you can watch the show. You can hang out with us mm-hmm. uh, while the tournament plays on over 70 TVs uh, around us. Uh, confirmed uh, David Patrick's going to be there. Will Z is going to be there. I'm trying to talk to the individual uh, in the studio with us to making that long trek from the gated lake all the way out to Elk Grove. I got a nice couch. If you need to, afterwards you can pull up, you know, spend a night, rest, whatever James, you got to do. I got you. James going ham on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it's not exactly an Uber ride away from my house. It's not. It absolutely <laughs> not. It's absolutely not. Um, no. Real quick, speaking of, because we're not going to talk about, we're probably kings for the rest of the day, Sacramento got a hell of a draw with the teams that got here. I mean, when you talk about energy, when you talk about fan bases, UCLA is obviously going to be in the house. Arizona may be the best traveling fan base in college basketball on the West Coast. Northwestern is going to be in the building for sure. And I think Boise State's going to show up too. It's going to be and then that's aside from people like myself who mm-hmm. just want to go and watch. It's going to be an electric atmosphere at, at the Golden One Center uh, Thursday and Saturday. I cannot wait. So wait, it's UCLA and uh, UC- Arizona, right? Yeah, they're they're going to be there. Now, they'll never play each other because they're on different sides of the bracket. But UCLA's playing UNC Asheville, and I think the winner of that plays Boise State or – Forgot who Boise State's playing, but Utah State is here as well. Um, some good fan bases is the moral of the story, and they're gonna they're gonna show up at the Golden One Center. It'll be they they got a got nice little luck of the draw there. Yeah, it should be exciting. Shout out to my wife's bestie, Kristen. Her uh, her daughter goes to Arizona. She went to UCLA, so they'll probably oh show up that, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fun for sure. Um, and the NCAA tournament is, is always fun when you uh, talk to guys on a team they always get really involved with their schools and oftentimes little wagers are made and <laughs> Jamesi was uh tweeting Harrison Barnes last night oh Harrison after North Carolina doesn't make the tournament they're the preseason number one team in the nation and don't make the tournament Eesh. and then they promptly um did not accept their invitation to the NIT I don't blame them for that <laughs> wow I don't blame them for that you can't do that hmm that's oh, tough. Man. Yikes. Hubert Davis. Hubert. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah, well. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Harrison. Marcus Smart got fined. He did. Uh, well, he body slammed uh, Trey Young over the weekend, so that, that's going to result in a fine. I'm all for it, though. I'm, hey, I'm all for guys body slamming Trey Young. Well, the funny thing was. Uh, Popping Marcus, off at the mouth. The, the funny thing was he body slammed him and then was like, what? What? Oh, he did. What I do? He did. What? He what did. You talk about what you do. He just body slammed him. Did you see? But you saw what Trey did. Yeah, he gave him a little kick to the man region. Like, and, uh, and it wasn't even like a slick one. It was like a. But it's a borderline donkey kick. Like he goes up for a shot and like kicks backwards. Like what the hell kind of move is that? Uh, and that just announced like Trey wasn't fined, was he? I don't think so. You have the media. No. I don't. I don't think he no. was. No, no. I think it's just uh, just Marcus Smart. He got twenty five k taken away. Well, the no, okay. um, uh, it's just tempers are flaring in the NBA. Um, Mar- uh, Michael Porter Jr. and and mm-hmm. Zach Collins. No, getting into. It. 
Michael Porter. Uh, oh, that's give him a little borderline tough guy all over it. Yeah, a little borderline choke. Sit down, Michael Porter. Jr. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> now, to yourself. his defense, that wasn't <laughs> Michael his Porter fault. Jr. Zach Collins got dunked on by Michael Porter. Michael Porter gave him a little yell and went back up the court, and then Zach just runs up. Just on him. and and here's the here's a rule of thumb: if you have to run after the guy, you've already lost. Like he he got you. He had something to say, and the fact that you had to like half-ass like chase him down the floor, bro, you lost. Cause you look so bad right now. You look the so crazy bad. Thing is, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even probably seen that dunk if it wasn't for you acting the way do, you did. After do that. what Andrew Bynum did when Shaq got him. Just go to the other side and yeah. dunk on him. Yeah. Chasing after him like a goof. <laughs> Come on, Zach. Be better. I never like Zach Collins. Uh. Um, Hammer. Let's uh, before we get to the the Kings and the Bucks tonight. Um, What'd you think of Saturday? Forty wins. By the way, congratulations! Forty wins for the first time in your in your in your Kings reporter career. Yeah, the first time they've won forty. Um, yeah, it's wild, right? They're one win away from Mike Brown being only the second coach. Actually, he's already the. He has the that's, outside of the Adelman era. He so has sad. more wins in the season than any other coach. It's so sad. Jeez. It's it's so one of the sad. worst. I know someone uh, like tweeted like, "Oh, that sounds like poverty franchise." I'm like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you? I would have told him it sounds like right, you need Captain to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have said. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, look, the the game didn't go as planned early on. They made adjustments. I mean, I thought that like in the first quarter they were down what seventeen to six. It looked bad. Yeah. Uh, they came out missing shots and they weren't getting to the rim and and that it, crowd was was, was yeah. behind Phoenix. They were yeah. active. Yeah, and then, you know, Mike Brown isn't afraid to make adjustments, and that's something that we've seen time and time again this season. And I thought, uh, you know, the Kessler-Edwards thing was absolutely spectacular. Um, But I also, like, look at all of their bench. All of them had, you know, really, really impactful moments, Mm -hmm. whether it's Davion playing defense Mm -hmm. and scoring some buckets or Trey Lyles coming up again and being huge for the team or – uh, Malik Monk hitting shots. Even Chemezi Metu had, what, nine points and three rebounds, but he had those three steals, which were huge. The one where he just clean picked the pocket of, uh, who was that, Aiton up at, up top? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he just, like, all of them came to play, and their bench has been absolutely extraordinary the, you know, the last half of the season here, and it, it was big time. I, I was, you know, super excited for Kessler Edwards because, you, you know, people are like, oh, you see, the Kings – Went out and made the the deal that they needed to make. It's like, man, that dude's played 34 minutes over 12 games. And, and one of those games, he played 0. 0.5 of a second. <laughs> and the entire game, that's all he played was 0. 0.5 of a second. Like, I would like to tell you that, like, he's the answer or whatever. But, like, he just stepped up and he played big. And he's showing you exactly the type of player the Kings need. So whether it's him or it's someone like him down the road, that's what they need. They need that long, athletic like defensive minded, you know, guy who comes in and causes problems and uh just really a strong performance by this team in a on a huge, huge stage for them. Yeah. To go into Phoenix after going O two the first two games and uh, you know, you got them right on your heels. If if they win that game, it's now two games in the loss column but a three oh advantage in the season series and all they gotta do is tie you in, in the final sixteen games. Now you got separation. Mm-hmm. Just tremendous game. 
Yeah, when you talk about um, that particular situation with Phoenix, uh, I talked about it last week where, you know, I learned this a lot from baseball, right? When you are trailing somebody and you have the series, you have a series, you have to win the series, right? And the onus on, so in this case, Phoenix, you had two games left against the Kings. You had to win both of them. The split wasn't good enough because the split just gets you back to where you were with less games left to play. And if you're the Kings, that's all you, like, just get one and it'll make their life a whole lot difficult, a lot more difficult. And they were able to do that. And, you know, I talk about this a lot um, since the the All-Star break where you said um, religiously, hey, this thing's about to turn up, final 25 games of the season. These teams are going to turn up. They're going to play at a different level. And you're 100% right, like 100% right. You look at all these teams, all these games. The Clippers games, the, both of those games were played at a different level. The Knicks game, that was played at a different level. The Suns game was played at a different level. And you were spot on about that. And the thing that you weren't sure about, and I was pretty sure about, was whether or not the Kings could respond. Well, you know what? The Kings have responded to playing at that different level. They've showed that they are ready for that level of play, and that's a great thing to see. Yeah, I don't think anyone there knew exactly what to expect. Mm. And and that's what we were trying to explain. Like they've they haven't been through this before. They haven't experienced this. The fact that they're eight and one since the All Star break, it's caught all of them off guard. Like just how good they're playing. Like the the build up to it and the conversation around it, even when we talked to Harrison Barnes about it today, like they didn't know what to expect. And what they found is that there isn't anything that phases them. They're ready. They're ready to take that next step. And so that's why I think, you know, people aren't like, you don't really know how to cap this team. Like, we don't know if they're going to be a a first round out. We don't know if they're going to be a second round out. We don't know if they're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, we don't have any idea. Anyone who wants to, like, make some rash statement about it, uh, go full perk on it, (laughs) that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Like, that's not my job is to, like, say how far they're going to go. Uh, but like they they've sort of defied the odds every step of the way mm. and it's really impressive to see and they don't believe in the whole house money thing they don't think that they're just a team who got lucky and they're happy to be where they are type deal um, they've stayed healthy they've stayed together uh, they've relied on people that they didn't know they'd have to rely on like Kessler Edwards mm-hmm. I mean how big is like there's a moment 45 seconds left in the game where Kessler Edwards hits a three-point shot. Like, it doesn't matter that Kessler Edwards is a guy who hit it. It's that one of his teammates trusted him mm-hmm. in that moment to pass him the ball. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. That is a moment where a team becomes a team, where a player feels welcome, where he now feels like he's part of something. And he got to go hit the big shot, but again, who passed him the ball? Like, that's something that you would never expect. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there he is hitting the big shot. So yeah. good on him for hitting it, but even a better like hat tip to the the guy who passed him the ball. Which, uh, to be honest, I don't even know who it was. That was. A, I don't want to say that was a crazy thing about it, but Malik just doing what needs to be done to win games. Yeah, be a playmaker. Yeah. I'm gonna make the extra pass. I'm I'm a scorer here. I got 18 points. I've had some big threes in this fourth quarter, but the play right now is to hit the open guy, and it's Kessler Edwards. And I'm gonna make the pass to hit the open guy. And it's just more about what you talk about. Like, these guys are a team. It's not about credit. It's not about 
who who gets all the accolades. It's about winning, man. That's the that's the thing that matters most to this group. It's about winning. That's all they want to do is win. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. They just want to win. Win, 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 no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, and I don't think like Keegan Murray's not like sitting there pouting because Kessler Edwards got his minutes. He's not. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. all on board here. Right? Terrence Davis isn't pouting that he barely played or didn't, didn't play at all. He didn't play yeah, at all. Yeah, I, I mean, there are going to be certain matchups that are bad, certain matchups that are really good. And when a guy like Kessler steps in and gives you something completely different, I think that's kind of the interesting thing. Mike Brown has a lot of different options. If you need scoring and, you know, some some three-point shooting and some rebounding at the four, you go with Trey Lyles. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to go up-tempo, you slide Harrison Barnes over to the four, go Kevin uh, Herter at the three, you can go up-tempo or Terrence Davis. Like, he has all of these options that he can do, and everyone is a willing participant in what's happening. You know, the only guy who doesn't get to play really is is Alex Len. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to him. He's like, hey, man, I'm fine. Like, do I want to play? Yeah, I want to play. But Check still clears. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is, he's like, this is a good situation. This is a good group of guys. Like, I'm having a good time like everyone else is. Like, am, would I like to play? Sure. But and if my number's called, I've been doing the work to make sure mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I don't play, like I get it, I I understand what's happening. Yeah. And so they're they're uh, the ego, the collective ego is together on this team. There isn't somebody who's stepping out and really causing a problem. And even if there was, maybe some mi- minor stuff like early and mid season where you felt like some guys weren't really happy or comfortable with their role. All of that's gone. Mm. They're all pulling one direction. And even, uh, you know, Mike Brown going off on De'Aaron Fox and Domas, uh, De'Aaron was asked about it. And like, yeah, I've been more vocal. I get it. He's every step of the way. This is what the the job is. Mm. You know, these guys are learning on the fly and they're taking the constructive criticism. They're running with it and they're getting better. And so uh, kudos to Mike Brown for like not just having a, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening and we're winning. Like, no, no, no. Like every single step of the way, he's got a game plan for how to push his team further. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Speaking specifically about Kessler, and we'll, we'll, we'll use Terrence Davis um, because Terrence ha- has regularly played. Do you think this is a – because I think Kessler said he had a pretty good feeling he was going to play oh, on he Saturday. Oh, yeah. So he got a heads up that he was part of the game plan. Is it just in with again speaking specifically of Kessler Edwards and Terrence Davis? Is it matchup specific? Like Kessler might see the floor tonight. He might not see it on Wednesday against I think it's Chicago. That could be Terrence's night. Is that what we're looking at specifically with those two guys moving forward, or does Kessler kind of fall back to more DMPs than not? Well, I mean, it really, if Keegan Murray stepped up and was just great, then we're not having this conversation really about so you th- how so, impactful. So you feel like that fell more on what happened with Keegan versus what their approach was going to be with Terrence? Well, no. I mean, I think coming into the game, it was very clear that Kessler Edwards was going to get the call. And mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes brought it up, too, that this is the game plan. This was a game plan last time they played Phoenix where Kessler got some early burn against Devin Booker. So there's something they like about that matchup. You talk about Chicago, I could very well see that same exact thing 
against DeMar DeRozan. Mm. So I can see that same exact thing tonight against Chris Middleton mm. if he heats up. But it really kind of depends on situational stuff. And if Kessler Edwards comes in and, and does okay for three to six minutes, mm-hmm. he might get the other three to six minutes in the third quarter. If he does great, if he's impactful, if he's changing the flow of the game like he did against the Suns, he's going to play more. Like mm-hmm. no one expected him to close the game. They expected him to come in, give him some solid minutes, and then go back to the bench. And it just worked out that he was the better player that night, the better matchup, and they stuck with him. So, again, that's what I like about Mike Brown. He's not afraid to hurt someone's feelings and say, look, tonight it's his night, mm-hmm. and it's just not your night, and that's okay. We got other guys that will step up, and that's kind of how I saw the Kessler-Edwards setting uh, on, on Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 